Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, finishing off our sports week um, with obviously a lot of NFL talk. Uh, free agency started this past week. It's Wednesday right now that I'm recording. Shoulders is not going to be here today. He's working um, as far as Allentown as well, I should say. So hopefully next week we can get all three of us back together and we could kind of recap, I guess, the second wave of free agency that they, they normally like to call it. But before we get into the show, head over to Twitter and follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Like and share our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And then head over to staytunesports.net and there's a little button on there that you follow. Click follow button. That way you will get an email every time that we post a new uh, episode. You guys will be in the loop. Plus we have some merchandise there. uh, The link to our Teespring account. Um, So before we really get into... All the NFL talk, the CBA that was agreed upon this past week as well. Um, pretty sure we have very rarely talked about NASCAR on the show. Well, with everything going on in the world, to you know, with this whole coronavirus thing going, all the major sports have been postponed or canceled, and NASCAR was one of them. Well, not so much because now NASCAR is coming out and are going to have some of their racers join in on the iRacing. Now, I bring this up because uh, this past Monday, uh, Monday night, I should say, Stay Tuned Sports actually has a car, number 51, which is drove by Scott Crump of the ERSCA Pristine Auction Series. And we actually are sponsoring the next race, which is Monday at Homestead. So NASCAR comes out and says that they're actually going to do the same thing. Now, there's multiple leagues out there, um, whether it be NASCAR, the truck series, which is going to be included in this. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be one one of the drivers. And like I said, it's going to be... Drivers from the Cup, the Xfinity Truck Series, as well as a group of uh, NASCAR dignitaries. Um, It's going to be a multi-week series, which will begin this Sunday at 1.30 at the Homestead Miami Speedway and all the other races will be announced um, in the near future so like I said some of the racers that are going to be in this is Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Clint Bauer, Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell plus you know a lot more um, racers but you know like I said uh, 
Monday was our first race that we actually had a car in it. They, the, the, the guys that race um, over at the ERCA Pristine Auction Series are four races in. This Monday will be five. I'm not very big into NASCAR, but I'll tell you what, like, like I said on um, Tuesday's show, it was really entertaining. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, and it's over on the YouTube channel. Uh, when you go over there, just look up uh, sim.tv and they have a bunch of leagues up there. And you could uh, even rewatch them. They don't like just delete the videos or anything like that. Uh, matter of fact, last night I actually played the race from this past Monday night for my boys and they even enjoyed it. You know, they, they kept they kept asking me, like, is this, you know, real? I mean, the graphics are really good. Commentary is really cool. So if, you know, NASCAR is prolonged for a lot longer, because I think they said um, they've postponed already four or five of the races and most likely they're going to postpone a couple more. I challenge NASCAR to pick, say, if they do like a 30 car um, field, pick your 15 best racers for iRacing, get in touch with either myself or someone uh, involved with the, the uh, ERC, ERSCA, because I think it's pronounced Erska um, League. And let's see who is the best. You know, you guys may be the best on real life track. Let's see who is the best virtually. Your 15 best against our 15 best. I bet you it'd be a, a fun race to watch and it'll help the fans just kind of, you know, like I said, this past Tuesday's episode, we did it. Just to kind of give the fans like an outlet to just kind of forget about what's going on, at least for an hour, hour and a half, however long it's going to go. And it's going to be very enjoyable. And, you know, I'm curious to see how the NASCAR guys do in the virtual racing game. So that will be this Sunday, the first race for them at 1.30 Eastern Time, which, like I says, the Homestead, uh, the Homestead race. And as far as the Stay Tuned Sports 51 car, you can check him out, well, the car out, and Scott Crump, our driver, um, every Monday night at 9.30 Eastern Time over on Simp.TV. Like I said, just look up the ERSCA Pristine Auction Series. That's where we race. And make sure you root, uh, root for us. Um, I am trying to get some shirts made up with the race car. Because like I said, it looks badass. So you guys could be able to purchase a Stay Tuned Sports NASCAR t-shirt. Well, not NASCAR t-shirt, but you know what I mean. So. Now, like I said in the, the beginning of the show, yes... It's a lot of NFL news uh, this week. Obviously, with the CBA being agreed to by the players and the owners, as well as free agency and 
Man, talk about some big moves, surprising moves going on. We'll get to free agency because uh, a little bit in a little bit here because there's a lot of Eagle stuff and opinions I want to give about my Eagles, which I'm not too happy with. But, you know, we've been covering this CBA thing for a couple weeks now on the show. Uh, whether it was myself um, or if we had shoulders here with us. But it was agreed upon, 10-year deal. So the new CBA will run through the 2030 season. So which means there will be no lockout or player strikes or anything like that for the next 10 years. And it was a very close vote, which, I mean, we kind of knew it, you know, leading up to the day of them voting. Um, it was 1,019 yes and 959 no. And that's roughly about uh, about 600 of them uh, players did not vote at all. So... Some of the players that were against this and they were they were vocal about you know like Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know Maurice Pouncey was one of them that was posting on Instagram about it. Richard Sherman, you know, and a lot of them were against the whole seventeenth uh, game of the year. Now before before I really get into it and give my final thoughts on it, here's what's all included in the new CBA. Um, the playoff field will be extended by two teams this season, which means only the number one seed will get a first round bye. Second seed will play the seventh seed. Um, the owners have the option to expand from 16 games to 17 games, not this season, next season which obviously they're going to do that because they've been really pushing for that for, what, two, three years now? Um, like I said, the deal runs through the 2030 season. It also includes higher minimum salaries, improvement to uh, benefits benefits for cor- uh, current and former players, um, rosters and practice squad, um, well, game day rosters, I should say, um, have, it be- have been expanded. And then changes to the league's drugs policy and discipline policy all will go in effect this season. Um, The other major point of this that the players were were trying to get was a little bump in the the revenue percentage. So it went from 47% to 48% next year, uh, next season, 2021 season. And we'll go, could get bumped up to 48.5% in any season that there's 17 regular season games. Now this, by getting this deal done, it helps the owners be able to worry about the TV deals which run out after this upcoming season. Now I'm pretty sure as far as... um, the revenue percentage part of it. I'm pretty sure they got some type of escalators or something like that in there because that was one reason why the players were holding out 
um, taking you know the same amount of revenue percentage because they know the owners are going to make a lot of money off of new TV deals. And rightfully, the players should have a, a little cut of that pie. The the one thing, I mean, you know, all these uh, all these uh, things that the players got, they pretty much were asking for the minimum salary. Which I believe this year was five hundred thousand was the minimum. The veteran minimum is going to get bumped up to like six fifty was the last number I saw, and then each year going up uh, a little bit by uh, more. Now, I was surprised. I, I knew it was going to be a close vote, but I was very surprised that it was basically um, sixty votes off. I didn't think it was going to be that close. I think the other thing, too, um, as far as the schedules, there are going to be two bye weeks per season, which I think is good. Um, if you're going to play that 17th game, you're going to need an extra week to heal up. I don't think scheduling-wise there's a chance of them doing it back-to-back -back weeks, like having two weeks off. That would just be stupid. But I wonder if they're going to do it like how they do now where there will be like, you know, four or five teams off um, each week. So that part, of, I am curious to see um, how they schedule it. The one part of this deal that I kind of don't like, though, is... The, the extra playoff team. And that's because we're going to start getting into the, the area of, um, you know, seven and nine teams making the playoffs. And I just, I just don't think that's, it's, it's going to be very good football. You know, we saw it this past season with the Eagles and the Cowboys making it as the fourth seed when they had a worse record than the Seahawks. Now, granted, the Seahawks beat us, so the right team, you know, according to record, won. But I just, you know, the old phrase, don't, don't fix what's not broken. And I don't think the playoff system was broken. You know, th this, I think, was more of the owners trying to get that extra team in there to make a little bit extra more money for that seventh seed team. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I will be wrong with it, but I just think it's it's going to be a lot worse football as far as how the product is. Um, the one big part of this CBA, I think, that will be beneficial is the fact that they're changing the the drug policy and how suspensions are handed out now first as far as drug policy any player that is tested positive for basically marijuana they will not be suspended anymore on top of that 
Roger Goodell will not be the one handing suspensions out. I think that's that's huge. They're going to be going to a um, what do they call it? like a uh, neutral arbiter. I think you're going to see a lot more um, equal suspensions. You know, not one game for this guy, five games for this guy, even though it's the same type of um, you know rule breaking type deal. You know, I know us as fans have been yelling for this for quite some time now, and we finally got it. And I think this is going to be big for for the NFL and for the players. Because the other thing, too, as far as the suspensions, we saw a lot of it was like, you know, uh, just say rookies, for example, that only make, you know, $50,000 a week, okay, because they're a rookie minimum or whatever. And they they get fined for unsportsmanlike conduct, and it's a $20,000 fine. Well, now they only got 4000 for that month, you know. I think you're going to see a lot, a lot um, more fair punishments as far as the discipl- uh, disciplinary things go. So, I think, honestly, though, to, to close this all out, I think this is a good deal for the players. I know a lot of them don't like it. Not enough to um, vote it down. But when half your union is made up of players making the minimum, it's going to be hard to overtake that. So, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, When we come back, we are going to finish up the show with a lot of free agency talk and some trades that are kind of head scratchers. Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jibo here to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Podcorn, a website that helps podcasters find podcast sponsorship opportunities. I found it very easy to set up an account with them. Then all I had to do was find sponsors I wanted to work with. Next, I had to set my fee and where to put their ad in this episode and send the proposal over. That easy. Literally only took me a few minutes to do. You don't give up any rights to your show and Podcorn will be there to help you every step of the way. So click the link in our show notes and head over to podcorn.com right now and sign up today and start earning. And welcome back to Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back with you guys. So before that break, I said that we were going to talk a little bit about the free agency moves, the trades that have been going on um, today so far. A lot of um, a lot of interesting trades. So let's start off with the trades. The first big one that happened was DeAndre Hopkins being traded from Houston to the Cardinals for basically nothing. Um, so the deal is Hopkins in a fourth round for this year's draft goes to the Cardinals, whereas Houston will receive 
running back David Johnson, a second-round pick this year, and a fourth-round pick next year. Now, if this trade happened, say, three years ago, maybe this would would have been a good trade because David Johnson was one of the the top backs to uh, to be out there, but just injuries and quite frankly. Arizona just relying on him so much as I think wore him out um, to the point that he's 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 not the same back, you know. And you're you're getting a guy that is just basically going to be only productive through a running back by committee um, type situation and. Okay, granted, I mean, you get a, a second-round pick. But DeAndre Hopkins is, in my opinion, the best receiver out there. I, I would take him over Julio Jones. I would take him over Devontae Adams. Um, I, I just think he's he's Michael Thomas. I mean, Thomas is my number two guy just because he catches 12 balls a game. Granted, it's 70 yards. But Hopkins has that deep threat, whereas Thomas is just an over-the-middle type guy. Now, as far as Hopkins goes, I'm not, I'm not too big on Murray, Arizona's quarterback. I still have yet to see what he could do. I don't think he was rookie of the year. You know, okay, let me take Miles Sanders out of the equation here. If I had to give it to a rookie, I would have gave it to Minshew from Jacksonville. I think he had a better um, stat line compared to Kyle Murray. Yeah, Murray's got some running yards, but you know that that's it. Not you know he, he, this is a quarterback position, not a running back position. So take a little bit uh, of the running yards. With a grain of salt, I think. Going into his second year, is he going to have a sophomore slump? The NFL is going to know how to defend him uh, better now. I'm not saying Hopkins is just going to be just shit the bed and be terrible, but I think he was better off in Houston. But as far as O'Brien... Um, the, the Houston head coach, who is the GM now. I think he needs to have his head examined because... Yeah. David Johnson, to me, is a fourth-round pick. So, you get basically, to me, you get two fourth-round picks and a second-round pick. You, you should have got at least a first-round pick for Hopkins. You st- I believe Houston doesn't even have a, a first-round pick because... They traded it to Miami for Tunsil, the the left tackle, who I, I believe is a free agent. I don't think they got a long-term deal with, done with him. I mean, just the moves they're doing in Houston, it's, it's, they are legit coming to be the, the new Cleveland Browns. Now, another trade that happened um, just earlier today was Nick Foles has been traded to the Chicago Bears. Now, this has been rumored 
very lightly, I would I would call it as for the past week, just because he played underneath Matt Nagy when he was with uh, Kansas City. He restructured his deal to come to the Bears. Jacksonville, this is another team that just has bad luck with quarterbacks. They have 30-some million dollars wrapped up in dead money between Nick Foles and Blake Bortles. They still had to eat $18 million worth of Nick Foles' contract. By that point, why not just keep him? You know, you're only saving $4 million. I mean, you know, they, they must have a, a shitload of cap space. I mean, I, I'm not sure what the number is offhand. But to be able to have $30 million wrapped up in, in dead money space is just asinine. And Nick Foles, I mean, for all you Eagles fans that keep saying, oh, bring him back to Philly, oh, start him over Carson Wentz. I mean, there's a reason why this kid can't stick with a a team other than Philly. He's a system quarterback. He was good underneath Andy Reid when he was in Philly. He was good when he came in for Carson Wentz under Doug Peterson, he was shit in St. Louis. He was shit in Jacksonville. Maybe after all these years, because he's going to compete with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, they're not just going to hand Nick Foles the car keys. He's got to prove that he's the guy. And I mean, Trubisky ain't that that good. So I mean, Foles should beat him, but Foles has never played a full year. For everybody that wants to bash Carson Wentz, you know that he doesn't play a full year. Only once in his career, I think it was um, his first stint with Philly that he played. 13 games never never completed a full season now do I think this is a good trade for the Bears I think so I, I think Foles is good I'm not saying he's not not good but I think Foles is an upgrade over Trubisky I don't think Trubisky is I don't think he's average I would have him compete as a backup for the second string spot, and I, I'd be willing to bet he probably would lose that too. Some other moves um, that happened just earlier today too. Chris Harris signs with the LA Chargers. Once again, Philly does not sign a cornerback to help up their their safety, uh, the the secondary. You know the th- the big three: Bradbury, who signed with the Giants. Um, Byron Jones signs with the Dolphins, and now Chris Harris signs with the Chargers. Chris Harris gets two years for twenty and a half, twenty point five million dollars. I, I don't know why Philly didn't go for him. That's a, a perfect contract for Philly. It's two years to, you know, if you draft a corner this year, 
to help bring him along. You don't have to rush him. You get another year to see how Sidney Jones does, if, if he's the deal or not. But before we get into any Eagle stocks, keep with this. Tom Brady has moved on from the Patriots and has signed with Tampa Bay, ending a 20-year career with the Patriots. I've been fighting against saying he is the greatest of all time quarterback. I've always said I would take Joe Montana over Tom Brady. Tom Brady was always my number two guy. And I'll tell you what, if he does not break single season records this year with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you can't say he's the GOAT. Because Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are so much better than the Patriots wide receiver crew. Julian Edelman, he's a good, you know, good player, good receiver. But who else do they have? The last time Brady had a constant good wide receiver um, core was when Randy Moss was there. And even then, I think it was Randy Moss. I think Edelman might have been there. Um, they had two, three good receivers. Past couple years, granted, I'm not putting this on Brady. I put this on the, the Patriots organization, but they never really gave Brady, other than Gronk and Edelman, any options, any wide receiver options. And it showed last year. Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin both have... Thousand yard seasons. Jameis Winston put up over 5,000 yards and 30 interceptions. Brady is a hell of an upgrade over Winston. He better break records. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit to this if he breaks the records, I will come on here. Or I, I will wait for shoulders because he's always the one arguing with me over Brady being the GOAT. And I will admit I was wrong and I think Brady is the GOAT. But if he doesn't break records, it was Belichick the whole time that made Brady. Now, on to my lovely... Philadelphia Eagles. They decide to not pick up the option on Malcolm Jenkins for this upcoming season, which would have paid him $7.6 million uh, this upcoming season. They announced that yesterday, Tuesday, and then today, right before I signed on to record with you guys Malcolm Jenkins is going back to New Orleans signed a four year 32 million with it maxing out at 35 million 16 million guarantee basically he's making a little more than 8 million dollars a year what the hell is how we doing here I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't pay the guy 
a half a million dollars who was your heart and soul of that defense played every down in his past three seasons wasn't a bad player you know here I was defending him the whole time and saying he should be paid as a top three four corner where they're making 13 14 million dollars a year and here you could pony up five hundred thousand dollars to pay him for one year now all you Eagles fans saying oh well this just proves that he didn't want to be here no, I don't believe that. I mean, what? why? Because he only asked for $500,000 more? Maybe that was the market for him. And RGM decided, no, we're going to re-sign Jalen Mills and move him to safety because we could sign him at $5 million and save $3 million. Don't get me wrong. I love Jalen Mills. I, I've i been a, a supporter of his on this show multiple times. But he's not Malcolm Jenkins. He's vocal. Mills is vocal. But just because you're vocal don't mean you're a leader. He has, you know, been beat multiple times. Um, you know, maybe that's why they're moving with safety. I just, this this is to me is like Brian Dawkins all over again or Reggie White all over again. You just let your heart and soul of that defense walk away for nothing. If that's the case, you should have traded him last year. Get a, a second or a third round pick. <sighs> Sometimes I wonder why I'm an Eagles fan. Um, as far as other Eagles uh, free agents that we we picked up, we re-signed uh, Rodney McLeod, two-year deal. I'm happy with that. I like him as a safety. Hopefully, him and Mills could keep that um, same type of chemistry that uh, McLeod and Jenkins had. But I, I just don't know who's gonna who could possibly be the leader of that that defense now. I mean, Brandon Graham, he is vocal, so maybe he could step up. Fletcher Cox making that money, he's going to have to step up even more now. And hopefully with this sign, uh, the signee will help Cox. Javon Hargrave, former Pittsburgh Steelers nose tackle, signed with Philly for three years, $39 million. 26 of it is fully guaranteed. Now, at the time of the signing, I, I was... Kind of didn't know who he was. Now, my sister's a Steelers fan, and I, I texted her, talked to her a little bit about it. And she kind of got me a little pumped up about him. So, you know, I did some digging, and I'll tell you what, you know, just to give you a stat. In four seasons for Hargrave, he has 14 and a half sacks, 22 tackles for loss, and two forced fumbles. Not bad for a nose tackle. I mean, some of the stats up there that Aaron Darnold... Um, Aaron Donald uh, dominates. Hargrave is right there. So now we got him and Fletcher Cox in the middle. And they're talking about moving Malik Jackson to the outside with Brandon Graham and, and Derek Barnett. I mean, we haven't done anything to help our secondary. So hopefully this is how they're hoping to help the secondaries 
not even give the quarterback time to pass. And that's what was one of our major problems in early on in the season last year was our front line just could not get to the quarterback. And that's what was really killing our, our secondary. So lots of moves. Like I said, hopefully next week we could get shoulders and Allentown on and get to like the second wave of um, free agent signings and trades and stuff like that. But I believe that's going to be it for this week. So before I go, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Like and share our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And while you're over there on YouTube, head over to sim.tv and subscribe to them. Because every Monday night at 9.30, you want to look for the ERSCA Pristine Auction Series. And follow the number 51 Stay Tuned Sports Car, which is drove by Scott Crump. Really good racer. Uh, through four races, I believe he has three um, top five finishes and he has one win already. So a very good racer. Um, I'm trying to get him on the show to give him a, our first interview for Stay Tuned Sports. So till next time. This is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.